Hilly Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. I'm back this week. This is episode 207. Nick and Jesse are here, and asshole Justin's here with us. <laughs> what? Dude. Wow. Why nice. asshole Justin? Asshole He's Justin. Back with a vengeance. Asshole Justin. What's up, guys? So, what's going on? Anything uh, cool and exciting happened in the last couple of weeks? Who wants to go first? I'll go. Yeah. Because I don't think anything exciting happened in my week. Really? No, no, I don't think I, <laughs> I've got. No, Jesse brought over a, a spare V bar. After my V bar, there's excitement right there. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was having some major troubles with uh, the trioblin at the Sagebrush Smackdown. Not the trioblin portion of it, but that shitty V bar that you're flying. What do you was- think? Well, oh, yeah, okay, I should say, we think. <laughs> I don't will, know. This will prove the theory. <laughs> this, yes, this will prove the theory. But it did some funky, funky stuff there on that last flight. So I don't I don't really know what's going on. But the trying the V-bar out. And yes, Dan, removing the V-bar, that poor mini V-bar that has been through more crashes than I can shake a stick a- at. Neophyte on it, or whatever they're calling neophyte? that? Neophyte, yeah, no. Is that what they're calling that new... Well, I will uh, once I find out that that's actually the problem. Jesse has this extra mini yeah. sitting there, so this way I don't have to rewire anything. I'll plunk it on there, give it a shot. If it all works, then I'll pull back off and, yes, put a neophyte on there. So, Justin, don't you, he should just be done with it and put a Bavarian Demon on it, right? Just be done with it? You know, at this point, it's not even like brand pride. He should put anything on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 3GX. Like a Quark. A, qu- a quark or like a uh, a, a skookum three sixty, like a like a duck. Yeah, like a duck. <laughs> yeah, like duck. Three sixty, dude. Quark, 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 quark. quark. <laughs> what are those? Uh, what are those? Uh, uh, that, that knockoff V bar, that one that Hobby King was selling. What's a, what was that on college? You should put one of those on. No bar or some shit like that. Oh, K bar, K bar. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, no. Huh. You could put a pickhock on it, you know. I could. could. Dude, you could put a NASA H. Yeah. For like yeah. 10 grand. But I want it to fly. You do want it to fly. Not away. You see what I did there? I did see what you did. <laughs> yeah, I threw that one. You did not see that one coming. <laughs> no, it was just a, a lame. Uh, I Yeah, I don't think I have anything lame. I. Uh, worked on the uh, DT520 a little bit. Uh, oh, no. <gasps> oh, my gosh. How could I forget? I almost forgot. Guess what I bought? Uh-oh. Mm. What? Don't know. A, 
a Tupperware bowl full of Coke. Another V bar. Well, I Wait. shouldn't say butt. Okay. An- uh, another goblin. Guess what is I am officially on the pre-order list. For a bump bump? For a bump bump? Nice. That's right. Oh. Bump charger on the pre-order list. Oh, Jamie, yeah. What does Jamie that mean? Jamie Rev Electrics exactly. USA hooked me up, made sure I got on that list. So thank you, my man, Jamie. I am excited. This to me, I've said this before, this has uh, fl- ruffled up my excitement feathers, probably about like what the V control did, to be honest. And I don't, it's 150 bucks, right? It's not like, can we that talk big, about that? That big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, but I am really excited. Yeah, Justin yeah, takes I don't, issue Let's with talk that. about this, Justin. Justin. I would like to talk about this. Okay. Because, I, I mean, yes, I think that's awesome. I probably am going to get one. Let's, well, actually, who's, who's kidding? I will be getting one, but <laughs> I feel like $150 is more than I expected. And, you know, to be fair, it may be because I don't have a full appreciation for all of the features, all $150 worth of features, but I was a little surprised, to be honest. Okay, well, to be I, and, and fair. Hold on, hold on, before, before I, I just want to poll, the, poll the, the organization here. Okay. Jesse and Dan, what were your thoughts on the $150? Sounds reasonable to me. It's $150, for Christ's sake. Yeah, maybe yeah, a, a he, little bit. He changed bit. his tune. A little bit on the Steve side, but I don't think it's one of those I changed like, my tune. way out of line. You know, I'm just bipolar we, today. It's okay. See, here's how I look at it, Justin. You have blades that cost that with like no electronics in them, no nothing. You have blades that cost more than I've that. I've got blades that cost $250, dude. <laughs> my point, exactly. I don't. I don't get how you could like be appalled at the at a hundred and fifty dollars for for this. I mean, oh, this no, is no. like dude, revolutionary, dude. dude. I'm not. I'm a... not appalled. And like I said, I will be spending a hundred and fifty dollars of my own money to get it. I just uh, when when we talked about it originally, I thought it was just an interface, and and I and I still thought I still think that's what it is. I, I guess I'm missing what all the detailed features are, but here's the deal. You're right. In the grand scheme of things, if it can greatly simplify my charging case and make it so that I can pretty much uh, never have to deal with the programming side of things again once I get everything set up, then that's worth it. Yeah. I, I just, and maybe from what I saw in the videos, I figured, you know what? I'm going to guess this thing is between 80 and $100. Because it plugs into your existing charger, right? Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was like it's an accessory, and a hundred bucks is reasonable. That's all. I mean, it's no big deal. Well, I'm to me, it's it's worth it hands down. And and maybe you know, maybe okay. To be fair, maybe I am biased because I know that with the integration with the V control and the battery sensor there. Okay, and that's that's fair. And that, to me, makes it even more just like, how could you not? I mean, being able to take my battery out of the helicopter, bump it up against the charger, it's ready to go. Take it out, 
slide it in the helicopter, and now my radio knows what battery's in there. I mean, that's just like, oh, my God, I can do, you know, uh, it's just it's like everything that I have wanted in a, you know, set of features, you know, with like the current sensor on there and everything. It's you can do anything that you want. If you have a a 7S pack, you can have that on one labeled. If you have a set of 3300s, you never have to adjust anything. You just plug and play, and it does it all for you. Timers, I mean, the whole deal. Charge, Charge rates. rates, all of it. It's all done. Yeah, and that is really cool, dude. So, I don't know. For me, it's, yeah. Once you start getting that into it, and I, I mean, I got like 18 stickers coming, I think. I think it comes with stickers? six. Oh, oh, you mean the, the pack stickers? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it comes with six. I think, and so they you can buy them in, I think in in packages of six. So I got okay. So how does that now integrate into your V control? Well, I have to go. I don't have that set up, but this was kind of like the final, um, the final push. You know what I mean? Either one on its own is really cool. Um, you know, but me, I'm not. I'm not like cheap, but I'm not out here just throwing it away like you are, Justin. So, oh my! God. <laughs> I got to make sure that I'm, it's, you get a hundred dollars. Yeah, $100. yeah, you get a hundred. I'll make it rain. <laughs> Justin's so bad. He sees a group of Germans walking up, and he just starts throwing money at them. Just take it. Oh, just take it. You have something I want. I know it. Just I don't even it. know what it is, but I'm going to buy it. It really is not as bad as you guys are making it out to be. I haven't yeah. bought anything in a long time. At least well, a week. Yeah. Actually, never mind. I just bought some blades a few days ago. Yeah, <laughs> you're so full of it. But... No, once it hits that point, now it's worth it. So, yes, do I have, did this spark another large investment coming? Yeah, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the current sensor for all, uh, I don't know, but yeah, probably, uh, I don't know about the 500. The 500, I'm not quite sure on. Uh, I will definitely get one for the 500 Sport, but I don't know about the 500 3D. But I'll get one for the 570 and the two 700s. Get those all wired up with the battery ID set up on there as well. So, yeah, it's going to be an investment. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm so pumped, though, to do that because coming into next year, it's just, bam, slide and fly, slide and fly, slide and fly. Yeah, you got to be sure that you get the current. So you could you could make the setup work and just get the current sensor and not get the wireless ID reader right off the bat. Like if you want yeah, to do you it could. in steps because that's what I'm doing right now. And you can still, you just pick the battery. Yeah, as but you have as, to manually pick the battery. Yeah, as soon as you plug it in, it pops up a little screen and it it lists all your batteries out and you just basically pick. Yeah, but for the for the the bump, char- or bump controller integration, you got to have that, that battery sensor on the heli. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. From Mikado. So, yep, dude, I'm stoked for it, though, man. I mean, I'm I'm excited to, like, just totally dig into it and see what it's all about. The show. Hmm. Is that all you've been up to this week? Yes, that is definitely it, though. That was my highlight for the week. No flying? 
No. It's been really, it's a, it's like a, it was a crappy week. I, I have definitely hit, I'm way behind on pretty much everything like always. But this week was the first week that the, like the winter blahs hit. Like I think three days out of this week, I came home and almost fell asleep like immediately. I just, I'm. I'm feeling that that darkness, where it's like you go. It's gonna get work. even worse next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Okay, big deal. It's dark. It's like it's getting dark when I get home. Versus next week, it'll just be dark. I still can't do anything. So yeah, the daylight yeah. savings time thing is certainly not going to help. No, no. And it's it's soccer season for my kid, and it. Well, we got one more game for outdoor soccer, and it really. Like, depending on the, it's been so cruddy during the day, during the week that I haven't been flying at lunch, which I like to do. Uh, But then now on Saturdays, depending on what time they have the games, it just totally throws a wrench, which it shouldn't because it's right next to the field where I fly. Yeah, I'm watching you. Good good job. Yeah, good job. I just got to go fly another flight. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. So just life. That's it. How about you, Jesse? Oh man. Well, see, the hopefully the your plan this this uh with this order, Dan, is it'll just you guys will keep building and then you and Justin will just take us home. Is that is that what you're going for? Hopefully. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. See how this is Dude, going. I th- I think it, See what he did there? It, it rests in your hands, Jesse. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. I love it. it. It's been a, so I'll just start it off right where Nick left off. No flying. Weather, weather was horrible. Um, let's see, last weekend, this weekend, once again, I think we're, I think right now on Tuesday or with this last Wednesday, we entered like a 10 day stretch of just solid rain is at yeah. least what I'm seeing on the forecast. So the winter weather has definitely set in, but I did take that opportunity to start tearing down the nitro. Uh, so the N7, it's time for some winter maintenance. Um, just looking at kind of the weather going forward, looks like I might have a, a weekend or two to uh, tear the thing completely down, clean it all up, because right at the beginning of the season, it seems like I'm really good. After every single trip out to the field, I have my little Windex and alcohol mix that I use to clean off the nitro from the um, from the N7. But as the season progresses, it never fails that it just gets dirtier, dirtier, dirtier. And I'm pretty sure like the last two months, I just haven't used it at all. So time to just tear that thing down, clean everything up. And when I was going through this this last week, I actually found that one of the boom supports had come loose once again. So typical nitro stuff. So re-J, re-JB welding up the boom supports and just giving it an overall winter check and maintenance. And then the the last thing that I did, not super helicopter related, but kind of fun fly related, is got the motorhome all put away for the winter. So kind of the realization that winter's here and the fun fly season is finally over. What does that so, mean, the motorhome put away from the winter? Like what what do you do? Well, so it actually worked out great. Justin, because- you need to get out of the office a little more often. <laughs> Well, I'm just, no, no, no. dude, it, I'm serious. Like, I don't know what really the hell well, that I, means. Because I live in a cul-de-sac, 
and I don't have space to park a 30. It's like, it's a 29 or a 30 footer with, it's like 32 feet overall length. So I don't have space to park that. And so it worked out perfect that like a mile away from my house, I found this guy who has a big, it's like a silage bunker, basically where they would put all the silage in there and cover it up. So it's got, it's covered on three sides or it has three walls. And this thing's huge. It's probably 50 feet wide and 120 feet deep. I mean, he could easily, it's, he has five wide in the back for RVs and he could easily have three rows deep of RVs. And so I found a place stored in there and this will be a year round storage, um, which is awesome. Great monthly price. And I don't have to really worry about it being in the weather all, all winter. So it's out of the rain, it's out of the snow. It's pretty much protected from the wind and the sun. And then as far as getting the motorhome ready for the winter, just getting it all clean, uh, turn off all the gas, opening up all the appliances, the fridge, draining out all the water, letting everything backflow out. Um, yeah, getting it parked in there, get the tires up off the ground on blocks and let it sit. So, hmm. yeah, went through and did all that stuff. So that was kind of while the weather was crappy last weekend. I stashed that thing away. So. Nice. That wrap it up. Other than that, man. Having a trailer full of new helis isn't anything to complain about, but we're still talking about the same old dumb thumbing, triple sow cowing, Charlie Chaplin autoing pilot behind the sticks. Now, I'm not exactly easy on my helis, and when I need parts, I need them fast. This is where Lower Heli comes to the rescue. With a great variety of my personal favorite heli parts and batteries, No matter how bad the crash, I'm sure to be able to get right back in the air to do it all over again. Fly lower at www.lowerheli.com. You, Justin. Yeah, it's been a slow week. Uh, Let's see here. Well, I already mentioned that I did, in fact, buy something. Uh, Mm Hmm. I picked up a set of blades, and those are the Dominic Hagel 611s, and I did that for the Gowie R5. So I've been playing around with uh, blades a lot on that thing to really get a feel for, you know, what it can take in terms of max blade length, uh, blade mass, and then overall head speed. So I've been really enjoying the Rail 606s, uh, but... Uh, the Dominic Hagel 611s, they look a lot like a rail when you first take a look at them, but there are some interesting features. And in particular, uh, you know, the tip is is very similarly shaped. It has a swept tip, but the DH611s actually have a slightly uh, narrower tip, uh, kind of more like the X713 speed blades from Microbeast than the rails do. And so I figured, hey, you know what? One, one of my buddies, uh, Jeffrey Smith, was selling a couple of pairs of them on the Facebook for sale group. And, you know, 50 bucks is a killer deal, a new in box. So I figured I'd pick those up and see what they're all about. So uh, I just got those in. I haven't had a chance to fly them because, as Jesse and Nick already mentioned, the weather has been horrendous around here. Uh, I did bring the R5 with me to work a couple of days and actually was gutsy enough to go out and try to fly it. 
uh, but I didn't get very far because uh, the rain kicked in again. So we're definitely in the winter season. It's making it uh, much more difficult to get out and get any sort of airtime or stick time in and practice for the OHB Speed Cup, unfortunately. And this weekend is no different because the forecast says that we're supposed to be getting like three or four inches of rain. Okay, four inches of rain, dude. That's like yearly for here. Yeah, that's like more than most people get in a freaking year. We've got uh, river flood warnings going on and flood watches and all sorts of crazy stuff. They're like they're closing up streets down here because they're underwater. Just a big mess. But uh, hopefully next week, the weather's going to break. At least that's what it says. So I'm going to be bringing the R5 again uh, to work, see if I can get a flight or two in here or there. Uh, I have uh, gotten about halfway through the written review. Like I said last week, I'm going to target sometime in the next few episodes here. I'm going to shoot for before Thanksgiving to get that done, but we'll see. Uh, That's coming along. And I've actually been doing a little bit of what you have, Jesse, in terms of uh, winter prep. Now, obviously, I don't have a motorhome, but I have started cleaning up the garage a little bit more. And I've been slowly going through some stuff on the helis. getting stuff replaced, you know, new bearings and stuff like that. Uh, I just got uh, the two new motors that I mentioned last week, the 600 for the R5, 600 kV, and then the 480. And the 480 was meant to go in the Goblin 770, which now means that I can take the 520 kV motor out of the 770 and put it back in the TDR. So before I did that, I pulled a couple of things off the TDR, you know, checked bearings. There are a couple that are a little notchy. That model uh, in particular at those power levels is not nice to bearings. Uh, So, you know, replaced a couple of bearings. They're really no big deal. And then got that motor installed, uh, got that guy all set up and ready to go. Haven't remadened it, unfortunately. Uh, But... I'm thinking that that might be a third heli to compete with in OHB. I, you know, I'm, I'm struggling here. I was only going to bring the Diablo at first. And then I'm like, now I'm going to bring the Diablo and the R5. And now I'm getting back to my original Urcha plans, which was Diablo R5 and TDR. So I, I don't know uh, what I want to do there, but. We'll see first world if problems. Yeah, they are first world problems. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, what do you think, dude? Should um, I, should I focus on one? Should I compete? In I would all just three? bring the R5 and the Diablo myself because you haven't even flown. When was the last time you flew the TDR? Oh, I flew it back in August. Yeah. So I mean, you haven't flown it since you had problems with it, correct? Yep. So that doesn't make sense. You're going to throw it together at the last minute to put oh, it on an it's airplane. It's together, though, dude. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, well, I guess it depends on how much stick time you get. If you can get another, you know, 20 flights on it before then, then yeah. I would say go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll play it by ear. I mean, you're right. I think I, two I'm is not going to force it. Two is I enough agree. for me to travel with. I think two is enough. Plus, it's going to cost me freaking five million dollars to get the damn things checked on the airplane again 
I know. It's like a <laughs> oh quarter of a freaking cosmic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is. Huh. First world and problems, dude. Yeah, they're, they're, I agree. I agree, but I don't mind them. Yeah. I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? Which yeah. heli or helis am I going to bring to a fun fly that's on the other side of the country? Oh, so get this, guys. You guys, Justin and I were, I, I ran it about this, but it just made me think of it. Why do they, I find it very cliche that they put the name speed. Oh, God, yeah. In all of the speed models. Like, is that necessary? Because when you think about it, it's like, ooh, here is the Diablo speed. It's so cheesy. Why don't they come up with a cool name? It's not like they're like, oh, oh my gosh, what kind of car is that? That's my uh, Lamborghini speed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you put so, too much thought so, into this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine with it, but I want to know what the alternative. So, okay, let's, let's look at Get your creative. own home brand. SAB Goblin Speed. Yeah. What are you going to call it? I don't know. Well, that, that makes sense to me because it's a descriptor of that particular helicopter. I know, well, but it's the okay. cheesiest. So the, it's the like mini calling copter it's, Diablo Speed. It's no different than calling it the, the fast or the quick or the, you know, that's. Here's just, what you do. Here's what you do. Go design and build your own and call it what you want. Yeah. At least like. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a give it something that is not give it a name that is not like El Guapo. <laughs> well, okay, so the the this is my is Diablo the, El Guapo, the TDR, <laughs> and and uh, and Gowie is just the R five. So there you go. They broke yeah, no, the mold, right? And you look at the R five, and what do you say? Ooh. That's for going fast. That looks like it's a speed Doesn't take, heli. they didn't need to name it the R5 speed to go, oh, really? Oh, shit, I didn't know it was made but for going fast. But do you feel fast. like the R in R5 affects it? Well, it's for the- Yeah, it stands for really fast. It's for the, uh, it's for the low information crowd, just so they know, so they don't miss, miss it. Yeah. They have to put speed in there just so, you know, someone doesn't miss it. Oh, it's not like anyone was like, are you going to 3D that or go fast straight? Dude, you have no idea how many people have asked me, can you 3D those things? You know what they should be asking? How are you going to land that thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Oh, that is, that is freaking spectacular, dude. <laughs> Thank How you. Are you going to land it? I'll tell you what, it's easy to land. I've 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 seen a couple dunk over now, so not mine. No, that is fair. Yeah, yeah. Yours. see? Let me let me land it. I can fix that. Oh, I know you'll dump it over. In fact, I actually saw a guy uh in Facebook that had uh, I think he actually like glued the landing gear into the stowed configuration and then just mounted his own stationary wire landing gear on there. Oh, because it was just it's a it's a wobbly setup in my opinion. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so okay. What else did I do this week? Um I I made another video. 
I'm having a lot of fun with videos. You know, I mentioned last week about taking the uh, the the hack cam with me, and I did. I took the Mobius, and I used the iPhone and was just fooling around with crap. And I ended up spending a couple of hours on iMovie to put another video together, just playing around for the R5. I'm enjoying this, dude. Like, I need to get a better video camera. So you're getting into the editing thing? Yeah, you I am. You editing the show on Sundays? I, that's not video. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not video. That's it. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Quick thinking. <laughs> no, but it's actually kind of fun, you know, because it, it gives you the opportunity to be a little creative with things and mess around with the video and photos and 70 music. Porn music in there and shit. Huh? Put some 70s porn music in there and stuff. Yeah, with like the hardcore bass line. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So does that wrap your week up or what? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I got a couple of small projects now that I'm starting some electronics projects for motor winding and then also for uh, speed sensing. I'm not going to talk much about that anymore, but I am working on potentially a new timing system. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I know you guys don't give a shit, but <laughs> at least you, I mean, know. you hide your enthusiasm. It's, it's okay. Overwhelming. Dude, that's freaking awesome, man. Oh, really? Tell me how. Dude, seriously? Oh, that is so cool. Game changer. <laughs> <laughs> You're a D bag, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> There's your pile of trash, bitch. So I guess it's my turn then Hey Kayla Would you mind uh, charging up my batteries While I pack up all my helis and other gear So we can head out to the field I would love to If I could figure out how to work this charger It's so confusing You really need to get yourself a new one (laughs) You don't have to tell me twice I know exactly what I'll get I'm going to head over to Revelectrics.com to order myself up a brand new dual PowerLab 8 charger. With the pre-programmable menus and the endless customization, it's extremely fast and easy to charge nearly any battery. Thank God. I've been thinking about how to talk about what I want to talk about. First of all, let me kind of go into the week now. It's been a really good week. Uh, We had a surprise at our shop today. We had some search and rescue and law enforcement people show up wanting a demo, an impromptu demo, right, of our product. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's got nothing to do with helicopters. And you're kind of right, except when we were doing a demo and one of them said, can you put this on a helicopter? Can you do this with a helicopter? And so we were standing around kind of looking at each other and said, well, yeah, we, we can. And they said, well you have one set up we'd like to see one flying we're like no we don't have one set up but they said do you have a helicopter we'd like to just see you know how it flies and what it does so i flew my nitro today impromptu oh wow wow and it didn't blow up didn't blow up dude it was so nerve-wracking because i hadn't flown in a while and i was like uh yeah we can do that like oh crap this one ain't gonna fly itself (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, I got. I mean, you know, we I did a I did two flights and uh, it was kind of fun. And it kind of got me thinking. And I'd been thinking about this for a few for a few days. Um, I should fly. Well, it goes a little deeper. <laughs> See, now I'm trying to get serious here, and you douchebags hey. are trying to yeah. goof it all up here. It won't happen again, I promise. I doubt that. So, you know, you kind of think about the hobby and life circumstances. And um, I know that a lot of people at one point in their career of flying helicopters, RC helicopters as a hobby, have probably had to face the question when they are, you know, when life kind of throws wrenches at you and you're, 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 you just feel like you don't have the time. And you almost feel like you're losing touch. So you go, you go through these long stretches of wondering, have you lost, have I lost the passion for the hobby? Yeah. You know, and you, and you, it's a, it's a real struggle. And for me in particular, this year started off very bad and it didn't seem to improve. I I couldn't. I don't, I don't mean to say that I didn't have the time at certain times, especially when the weather was nice. And now I can sit back and say, well, the weather's shitty. But during the summer, there were times when I could have, but chose not to go fly. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. kind of, you, you know, it's like this struggle. And for me, being part of this podcast, it's a little added pressure. Because oh, yeah. we have to, it's really tough. To, uh, you know, I was talking to Nick the other day and I'm like, man, I've lost, I've lost my mojo. I just can't, I don't feel like I'm contributing. I don't feel like I'm, you know, and I'm getting angry because I can't, I feel like the hobby itself is slipping from my fingers and I don't want it to, but I, I feel like life is, is, is putting, putting me in a position that's forcing me into that particular, uh, corner. And so you kind of struggle with the, with the reality and I'm sure there are listeners out there that have gone through something similar where you kind of, you want to go fly and you, and you're like, you just, you can't quite whatever you're tired. You just, it's like, Oh, I don't feel like going through the production of getting everything to the field. And then you're like looking at your shit, your heli shit. And you're like, what, you know, why do I have this stuff? Yeah. You know why I really want to get back to that feeling. You know, we, we, of, of enjoying the hobby and what do I do to get back to what are, where, how do I get back to that? I mean, that's a struggle. I think a lot of people, and I think all of us have gone through that, right? There. I, Absolutely. I and so yep. it's a, you know, it's, it's a really kind of shitty situation that I've found myself in. Uh, you know, but after thinking about it, especially the last couple of weeks, you know, and working really hard at my job and trying to get that sorted out, you know, I don't think there's an answer, but I think, you know, if you find yourself in that situation, um, I, I think it's okay to say that's okay. It, it'll either come back, hopefully it will, or, or it won't. Now, I'm not trying to chase anybody out of the hobby, but the point I'm getting at is I was letting it really beat me down. Like, I mean, it was really affecting me to the point where 
I, I was, I was getting angry and I've talked to both Nick and Justin about this. You know, I just get so like wrapped up in what I'm doing almost purposefully to, to not, hmm, what's the word to, to, to have an excuse. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this past week, you know, this, my situation at work is changing. I'm finally getting in the help I need. Things are looking better. Um, I am seriously, since I got to actually get my hands on a helicopter and put it in the air today was such a, man, it was, uh, it was liberating. I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than, uh, man, it, it just, now my skills are lacking, you know, been simming, but not, it just, it's not the same. And to get back and fly for just those a couple flights was very inspiring. Now, it's easy to make these big plans. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. To kind of, you know, looking for the next reason to get back into the swing of things. And I can tell you that that reason does not, that, you know, that, that is not an excuse to go buy a bunch of new shit. And that's kind of what I was getting ready to do. To yeah. try Cause to you felt like you needed that, like that impulsive excitement again. Yes. What I realized, and I have been slowly starting to realize was that is not necessary. Now that doesn't mean to say that I'm still not interested in going down that gas road. I still am and most likely will, but I don't feel the rush to just run out and do it impulsively because I know that I've got the helicopters here and having that, you know, I was kind of forced into flying, uh, for a reason I was not prepared. I mean, it just, it was just thrust upon me, you know, in that situation. But I got to tell you, it really, it really kind of opened my thought process to allowing myself to to first of all stop beating myself up for not flying because that is that is the first that's the quickest way i think to not to not get back into the hobby because you can literally beat yourself to death when it comes mm-hmm. to that kind of stuff oh yeah just just let it go yep. something will happen and today i really feel like that something happened for me today but something will happen First, first and foremost, don't go sell all your shit because that's something may not happen if you don't have anything, <laughs> right? Keep it there, you know, do what you got to do, but something will happen to light that spark at this point. I don't want to say a fire, but definitely a spark. And when it happens, you just got to be willing to, to grab it and go with it. So, you know, I, I'm sure that listeners have noticed I mean, this has not been a good year for me, and I'm not going to, I don't mean to keep harping on that, but I'm sure listeners have noticed because I've noticed. And it's really been evident the past few months that I just wasn't my, it just almost felt like I was here going through the motions, you know, and not, and it's a disservice. It's a disservice, first of all, to you guys, you know, the three of you, and to our listeners for me to just go through the motions. So, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I feel, I feel better about the whole situation. So, you know, it's just kind of a, I don't know. It's just my experience. I'm trying to relate it 
because I know there are listeners that have gone through something similar. Oh, heck yeah. And all I mean, I'm saying this- is stick it out because something's going to happen. And when it does, jump on it and don't force it. If you force it, I mean, you guys have been there. It's like when you go to fly and you're trying to force yourself to fly, it it's really work. not yeah, pleasant. It's not, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. And I'm at the point yep. now, maybe it's just the, the, you know, getting some years under my belt. That was that was last year, or that was the year before last. But this year, I haven't forced it as much. And even you know, I was feeling it the last couple, even the last couple weeks, or you know, like after Sagebrush when we got back, it was man, there's still decent weather. I mean, I should absolutely be out flying, Mm -hmm. but you know, some sometimes I think you know, for me, I've been doing for a lot of photography stuff on the side and it's just been busy around our house. Yeah. And, uh, um, I don't force it near as much anymore because, you know, from a, my lessons learned a couple of years ago, I have a lot more fun when I'm out, when I'm ready. And, uh, sometimes though, the flip side to that is I need to force the start. And I'm glad that I do. Like, there have been times where I've been sitting there like, you know, I just, I want to go, but I don't feel it, and I'm not feeling it. Ugh, I don't know. And then I tell myself, okay, how about this? Go out there and do that one thing that, um, you know, you've got a big list of heli stuff you need to do. Pick something small off of your list. Do that one thing, and if that doesn't spark you back in the mood, then don't push it. And, you know, I'll commit myself to 15 minutes or 20 minutes, you know, like I need to go, for example, uh, tomorrow morning, I said, you know, I need to make, um, I'm making kind of a dual parallel uh, balance board for the GT500 charger. And I've been needing to do that. It's got one charge port and I need to do it uh, on that one to make a dual board. And I thought, you know, okay, go out there and solder that all up. Because I got a whole bunch of other stuff I need to do and want to do, but just see if that sparks it up. And if I go out there and I do that, uh, sometimes it gets me back in the mood, and I'm fe- then I'm feeling good and back in the game. But if it doesn't, then I'm not worried about it. Okay, cool. And the old me would have just been like, okay, I got to get through all these things today. And at the end of the day, I would have got about half of it done, and I wouldn't have been very happy. So ain't worth it. That's a, yeah. that's a that's a pretty good approach. Yeah, that's a good one. But for me lately, it's just been, uh, I even the forcing it, even that one little task just felt like a monumental. I mean, just ridiculously walking across the desert with no water task. You know what I mean? It just really yeah. Felt and I'm di- I'm different that way. I you know because I usually take a lot on. That's. That's the way that I've figured out that works. That's like my dipping my foot in the water, deciding if I want to go. Because if I don't go do that, a lot of times I really procrastinate it. And then I'm more mad that I that I didn't. So that's what I figured out for me. But like you might be opposite. You might say, no way. I don't even, I'm going to completely wait until it just hits me. And then, but if that works for you, then that's what works for you. Yeah, I I gotta say, dude. I mean, first of all, props for you coming out and saying something because I think you're right. I think a lot of people have been there or maybe are there right now. And when you're in that situation, it's hard not to 
get down on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you're, you've been sitting there the whole time thinking, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe, maybe it isn't worth messing with anymore. Maybe I should just keep coming up with excuses until I don't really give a crap. And when other people hear that's what the, you know, that's the situation you're in, then it gives them sort of incentive to snap out of it as well. And I I mean, just like you described, Nick, same exact thing lately. It's been a lot of the same. uh, Basically, I, I know I should be out flying, but like you said, Dan, you kill yourself when you know you should be out flying, but you don't want to. And you're coming up with excuses and you find yourself getting anxious over it. Like this is a hobby. We're supposed to be having fun. Right. And we're getting Mm -hmm. stressed out about, oh, my God, it's sunny out. It's October. There aren't many of these days left. And I am in Target shopping. And I'm getting nervous about that. That is ridiculous. So, you know, sometimes you do just need to kind of do your thing and relax. But I agree 110% on the pushing yourself to Nick, because every time I thought to myself, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go flying. I'm not feeling it, even though I should. And then, you know, either I tell myself now, nah, just do it. Or Marnie will say, dear, just go and, you know, spend an hour or two there. The minute I get there, it all goes away. That first flight, you get the heli up in the air and it's like, ah, OK, I'm back. You know, and then you don't know why you tried to come up with an excuse to not show up in the first place. So it's it's a big mental thing, but you you can get past it. You just got to. Just got to focus on what is enjoyable, even if that's not flying right now, even if it's just wrenching, Dan, you know, even if it's just listening to RC alienation. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was going to go off of is like. One thing that I find for, for myself is I'll kind of get off on these little tangents. And typically when I'm trying to pull myself back in, it is, you know, I haven't been flying a ton either this year. It's been tons of stuff's been going on besides, you know, this hobby this past year. And to kind of keep pulling myself back in, I typically will browse the forums, find something that sparks interest. And then I, I, I don't know, I kind of have the, the type of mentality where once I start researching something, it's all out to the end, basically. And then that just kind of keeps cascading and going until all of a sudden you find yourself tinkering and wanting to just figure it all out. And most of the time it leads back to flying, wrenching, you know, tying it back in with actually working on helicopters and stuff. So I you know, typically I'll just be browsing and something will spark and there you go. It carries on from there. Yeah, you know, I think the the, the takeaway and, and why... You know, because all day today, I'm thinking. I was thinking, how do I approach this this topic that I wanted to talk about when it comes to you know what I've been doing this week? And I just I've I've thought back, geez, as far as I can remember, it seems. And now, obviously, you know, a few months. And I'm thinking to myself, when it comes time for me to talk about what I've been up to this week, it's really kind of a, a shitty feeling when you don't really have anything specific. And the, the takeaway is, you know, obviously for the four of us, there's a little added pressure to that. What have you been doing this week? A little. And so it's a little different from, you know, the average Joe in that, just in that aspect. 
Now, but the takeaway is for, you know, for just from a hobby perspective, podcast aside, you know, these, these cyclic nature of emotions and when it comes to flying is absolutely, I, I think normal. And I've been through it. This is not the first time through. I mean, after six or seven years in the hobby, you've, you're going to go through that cycle a couple of times, probably. And it's okay. It, it's everything. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've given up on the hobby or you don't care about the hobby. Now, obviously, some people do give it up completely. Um, but don't, God, just don't, don't, uh, don't do what I've been doing for the past three, four months and just agonize over it. Um, I think that will, for me personally, I think as the weeks go on, you guys are going to start to see it. You're going to start to hear it. I'm, I'm letting that, that, those anxious feelings go. And I think you're going to start to hear it in my voice. And I think you're going to start to hear it in what I've been up to because I, I'm not going to succumb to the pressure of it. It's going to happen. Like today was fantastic. And I absolutely had a great time. There's only two flights. But nonetheless, it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. And it just, it's, it's, that spark is there and I can feel it. And this time I'm not trying to talk myself into the spark as I think we've all have done at times. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I've been up to this week. (laughs) Good. Sweet, dude. Good to hear. Glad to hear it rather. Yeah. So... Let's see. We probably should. Uh, do we have any news this week? Oh, is that a yes? No. <laughs> That's a no. We don't have any news. That's that is the sound. Like if you were to actually put a sound on the realization that we just forgot to do the news. <laughs> <laughs> like that's an actual sound bite, and it goes whoa. <laughs> what is this news you speak of? No news, huh? That's all right. Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll we'll pretend like we d- I didn't ask that question. We'll just move right along. Please edit <laughs> we'll that just, out. We'll just get this train rolling. Yeah. For those of you that have been in the hobby for some time, I'm sure you've heard of the name Burt Cammer. Well, if not, he's the owner of BK Designs. BK Designs represents a whole line of products ranging from high-speed servos for all sizes of helicopters, Spartan flybarless systems, and even the newest addition, switchblades. For me, the thing I like the most is how BK Designs has chosen to give back to all the listeners of RC Heli Nation. They are offering a 20% off discount code just for being a listener. All you have to do is head over to BK Designs LLC dot com forward slash rchn to get your discount code here it is guys game show time it's been a long 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 time long since we've done it i don't even remember was it like 1915 when we did the last one something like that it was a long time ago right we gotta. Okay. We're gonna. We're gonna twist it up a little bit. Based on the questions you asked, dude, it was about 1950. That's right. <laughs> Justin, go for breeze your vagina. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> oh, right. oh, 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 wow! So it, right all in. right. All right. 
Okay, so here's the deal. Jesse's going to handle this one, right? Oh, yeah. Whoever our contestant picks. Sweet Nick and Justin. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Is it? No, <laughs> no, yes. no. I love it. No, 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 no. I, they, I have some suggestions on who one should pick, but I wouldn't uh, want to make Dan feel singled out. Oh, come on now. Don't throw me under the bus like that. <laughs> so we're going to hand this one off to Jesse. Jesse, run with it, man. Let's do it. From Hollywood, it's the Nation versus Citizen Quiz Show. With your host, Jesse Salmonson. And his wonderful co-hosts, Nick, Dan, and Justin. And now, here's your host, Jesse Salmonson. Thank you, thank you, everybody, and welcome to the Nation versus Citizen Quiz Show. Going head to head with uh, one of you guys. Luckily, I'm. I'm. F- one thing is for sure, I am free and clear this week, so we do know that. But we have Josh Moen on the line with us. Sweet, what's up, guys? What's up Josh? Happening. How's it going, guys? Jesse, awesome. I'm kind of feeling good about the fact that you're hosting because you have shit the money bed enough. Already. Yeah, we've been. It seems like every time I get up, we pay. So yeah, yeah, this, yeah. So I, it, you know, I'm, that's why I wasn't sure if it was like an honor to be asked to write the questions or if it's like, yeah, we got to get this guy out of here. It's <laughs> costing us too much friggin' money. So, regardless, so as Dan mentioned this week, Josh is going to be picking one of the three of you, but. You know, I th- I think we all know who we really want him to pick. So, Josh, just so you know, this is ju- we'll, we'll this quickly... is like jury tampering or something. There's got to be okay. Dan, you're you're asking for it. No, so we'll just do a quick quick rundown. I'm sure you guys have uh, heard the game show, but there'll be ten questions. You will go up against the person of your choice, and whoever gets the most right out of ten questions will win. Josh, if you win, we're going to be giving you a $50 gift card to Lower Heli and, of course, an RC Heli Nation hat. And if it just so happens that you're not on the winning side, we're still going to give you a hat anyways. Oh, well, fantastic. Ty Ty goes to the listener, too, by the way. And that's true. Ty goes to the listener. Yep. Because I only wrote 10 questions, so none of this (laughs) pulling up the trivia. (laughs) Geographical trivia. Geographical trivia for is the yeah, longest that... river in Brazil. Yeah, for 10 oh, rounds. Dear Barbara, you're going to pull that shit on me. I'll yep. fail instantly. I'm not a geography major. <laughs> in that case, I can probably whip together. A... And and I, I believe we let the listener pick if he wants to go first yes, or not. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So with the rules out there, Josh, who are you going to be going up against tonight? Dan. Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> Surprise. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Holy smokes. Yeah. Right out of, of Colorado, buddy. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, here's the deal, right, Dan? This may be the only opportunity that anyone gets to go against you, and Josh would not want to squander that opportunity. Hell no. He he may be the only person to say he's beat you at this. That's true. So wants to capitalize on that. Well, All right, we'll Josh. So are you gonna go first or are you gonna go second? I'll go second. You go second. Ooh. God damn okay. it. Okay. Getting nervous over here. Do we have him? I, I don't have him on Skype. Does someone have him on Skype, though, so that uh, when we're done, we can queue him up and have him back, get him back on? Um, so here, I can I can leave the conversation. Yeah, I'll just ring you back in. How's that sound? Okay. okay. Perfect. So we're going off the honor system. Hanging up right now. Kit? You talk shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> talk shit about him. <laughs> And I heard it J- just okay. for that, Dan. All we're right. pulling out the the extra hard questions. <laughs> we got two sets of questions. First, before we go, in the- I'm I'm really nervous about this. I you want you guys be. to know oh, that. Oh, really? I hate all yeah, of you. I hope they're history based, you know, actually, because Josh and I were talking in text a couple of days ago about how like we were doing the Back to the Future episode, and mm. when I mentioned, "Hey, Nick, you know we've only been in the hobby six years," and he's like, "Shit." Six years? I got stories for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see you, Dan. Let's get this over with. Okay, come on. I'm taking right. score. You ready? You got it, Justin? Yes, I'm good. And I believe it's a, a five-second limit. That's correct. On the time. Once I, the question's been finished. out with the timer, dude. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. Getting official. All right, Dan. Okay. You ready? I think so. <laughs> All right. Question number one. If you have a violent high frequency tail egg in a funnel, which gain are you going to adjust? P gain. P I or D? P. Correct. Wow. Nice. Well played. Dan's been and paying good attention. Good question. Dan does this shit every day, boys. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Ooh. Look at well, somebody that, got good. <laughs> that was only one question. Okay, so Dan has one point. Dan has one. Which color of KBDD dampers in the 600 and 700 class are known for being the hardest or stiffest? Lime green. Mm, correct. Wow, wow, that was less than a second, dude. I, I clocked you at 0.78 seconds. You guys all think I'm stupid. That's what <laughs> no, it boils down to. We don't. <laughs> I'm not. Stupid. I'm not a smart man, but I know what <laughs> helicopters are. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Name one of the first pilots to receive and fly a pre-production heading hold gyro. Curtis Youngblood. That is correct. Oh. And, there's a, and there's a bonus point if you can list the actual inventor. No idea. Colin Mill. Okay. Okay. Is accredited right. with the as being the inventor. So we got three points, Dan. Three for three, bitches. Oh yeah. I'm feeling a little cocky. Okay. <laughs> Number four, Jesse. Who won the first ever the one competition held in 2010? Uh, uh, <sighs> okay, now I, I, I let me. No, I, I won't know, take I credit for it. Give it a me, guess. Yeah. yeah, give it a go. Dude, you know this. I know I know it. It's it's uh, Bobby Watts. No. That would have been correct. Yep. Oh, but all that right. was well, 
much, Still three much points. longer. That's okay. Okay, question number five. List three maneuvers from the second level of the RCHN pilot proficiency program. Uh, nose in hovering. That was five seconds, dude. Yeah, you can't list three maneuvers in five seconds. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Okay, we right, would have given you a little longer, give... but you're already wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The, the first one wasn't even right. That's now, like, that's a loaded question because Josh is doing videos for that. Yeah, well, you're hey, supposed dude, to be hey, doing it Dan. so you don't get a ball sack. Dude, I'm, Dan, still, never, I'm still on level one, you guys. My God. You never on. told I me. I got a beef who was coming on. That's right. That shit, Good dude. point. I never did say who was coming on. So I, I don't know. These are unbiased. I, I got you. I'm feeling okay. you. Okay. Three points still. Let's go. List three materials that are commonly used on RC helicopters. Carbon fiber, aluminum, and Delrin. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. That works. Four points. When it comes to lipos, how much of the capacity and percentage is considered safe to discharge without hurting the pack? 80%. Correct. 0.73 seconds, dude. Five points. Okay. What was the first year of the Orlando helicopter blowout fun fly? Uh, 2003. 2008. Yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> wow, I knew I was only a few years old. I just picked the number out of my ass and apparently it was wrong. I was like, man, you're really confident in the 2003. You're like, is okay. that, maybe that, is that right? <laughs> you sure said that like it was right. <laughs> I, still, I still got the post up. <laughs> How does decreasing the number of teeth on the tail pulley affect the tail ratio? Decreasing the number of teeth on the pulley... It speeds it up. Correct. Yep. Increases. You just made that, Dan. All right. True or false? When you lean out the carburetor on a nitro, you are essentially reducing the amount of air oxygen available there for the combustion process. When you lean it out? Yes. Yep. You are leaning out the oxygen. And you're increasing the oxygen and you're decreasing, you're decreasing the fuel. The yeah, yeah, fuel. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a loaded yeah, question. Not changing the oxygen. Dude, not I changing thought, the I thought you were a nitro guy. <laughs> Dude, it's been a year, right? That's true. That's the way okay. he worded it. It was so misrepresented. I've got six points, Jesse, but I'm not keeping track of number of questions. So I think that's. I'm trying to read through. That's all I got. That's oh. re- that's respectable. You know, okay. I don't think it's Maybe enough to win, but I think it's respectable. Okay, six points. All right, let me get Josh back. Let's in get here. Josh back. All right, he's back. He's back. I'm back. So, so Josh, the, yes. the question: Do you want to know the score you have to beat? Nah. Or do you want to find out after you've already gone? I don't want the pressure. Don't want I'll, the pressure. I'll find out later. All right. Good luck, dude. Justin are you ready I'm ready five seconds per question five seconds per question Josh are you ready and willing and willing all right question number one if you have a violent high frequency tail wag in a funnel which gain are you going to adjust PI or D I Eh. yeah P 
key. Gotcha. No, I think we got you. <laughs> That's very true. You did get that one. Oh, Jesus. Just throwing it, just throwing it back a Jesse's little bit. Jesse's getting ruthless <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, okay. Qu- question number two. Tonight. Question number two. Which color of KBDD dampers in the 600 and 700 class are known for being the hardest or stiffest? Orange. Wrong again. Damn. Lime green. Uh, or, or green. Green. I've only had one set of those ever. Ah. Question number three. All right, you still got this, Josh. You still Come got this. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Still, we'll, we will tell you at least enough information that okay, to, fair. That, you know there's still hope. <laughs> fair. Question number three. Name one of the first pilots to receive and fly a pre-production heading hold gyro. Curtis Youngblood. Bonus point if you can list the inventor. I was CSM. That was pre-production. I uh, don't know the guy behind CSM, though. Colin Mill That's is it. accredited for being the inventor. Yeah, with a middle initial S, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm not sure of the middle name. Probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next okay, question. So that one was good. Yes. Yep. Next question. When it comes to lipos, how much of the capacity and percentage is considered safe to discharge without hurting the pack? Uh, safe to discharge to 80%. Or I'm sorry, to 20% left. Yeah, yep. that is correct. Take out 80%. Yep. Hey, two next, points. Next question. Who won the first ever The One competition held in 2010? Bobby Watts. Correct. Yeah. Three points. There we go. Racking them up now. Next question. And you may have a couple extra seconds for this one. Okay. List. Yeah, I'll do. We'll we'll, we'll do ten seconds. Ten seconds. Okay. Yeah. Ten seconds. Okay. <clears throat> List three maneuvers from the second level of the RCHN pilot proficiency program. Th- oh, I'm sorry. One more time. List three maneuvers from the second level of the RCHN pilot proficiency program. Second level, you got uh, stall turns, uh, left side right, left side left, right side right, right side left. You got an Immelman. You've got inside loops. Show off. And, uh, <laughs> Freaking show taste. off. Hey, it's only because I've flown through that whole thing <laughs> know, right? multiple times. Let, it, me, let me tell you. I, d- I don't think the Immelman. Yeah, but he was already like yeah, he's already yeah. named oh, yeah. five. I mean, he got, he got the, stall, the stall turns in, in the orientations. You're good yeah. to go. He's good. Yeah. Okay. Give hey, it to him. Four loaded points. question. Unfair. Question. <laughs> <laughs> when we heard that, Josh, we were like, "Oh shit, dude! <laughs> Josh is gonna get this." <laughs> yeah, been been through those maneuvers many times. Next question. How does decreasing the number of teeth on the tail pulley affect the tail speed? Uh, decreasing it would speed it up. That is correct. Nice. Five points. List three materials that are used commonly on RC helicopters. Uh, fiberglass, carbon fiber, and plastic. That's correct. Yeah. Take Six it. points. Oh, okay. 
right, Justin. Let's do this. God. What was the first year of the Orlando helicopter blowout fun fly? I believe it was 2009. Oh, 2008. Ah, damn. And I believe this is the last question. True or false? When you lean out the carburetor on a nitro, you are essentially reducing the amount of air or oxygen available for the combustion process. When you lean out the fuel mixture, that's that'd be false. That is correct. You do not reduce the oxygen, you reduce the the, the fuel. fuel. Correct. Pretty sure the answer is right there in that question. Yeah. <laughs> I said when yeah, it is. I mean, kind of. Dan. That's seven points, correct, Justin? That is seven points, Josh. <laughs> oh sweet. Did I get that my may actually be for for the record before we move on here. I think that's actually the record score from anyone RCHN or listener Shut since up. we started doing this. Isn't Shut that up. correct? I think I think uh, six was the highest before. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. You're at least tied. At least tied. Okay. <laughs> so if if I re- recall, I, I believe I think Dan only had. Uh, uh, six points. I, I think he had six. Yep. Is it six is points for Dan? And then also, I think seven's greater than six. Last it is. check. Whew. Uh, yeah, I think Josh, right. you are victorious. <laughs> it Dan got so mad. Was that Dan? <laughs> Did he just hang Dan up? Got just so many up. hung up. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't yes. take it anymore. Screw you guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, Josh, so you have got a $50 gift card to Lower Heli and, of course, some RCHN swag, a new hat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. so if you just want to send an email to ken at lowerheli.com, I know he can get you hooked up with the hat, and we'll be in. How about, hey, Hey. Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's send him to ken at rchelination.com. That was will hook him up with well, the fifty dollars to spend with Ken at Lower Heli. Well, he Ken might at Lower Heli might send you a hat too. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great point. Ken yeah. at com. and then we will be in touch to get you the fifty dollar gift card to Lower Heli, which is also Ken. Sounds good, guys. Great. Cool good thanks, job, man. man. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Nice job. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome when uh, job, when man. we can get Dan to Dan bring his head up out night. of his leg, we'll, uh, <laughs> we will continue <laughs> to make fun of him for you. Yeah, he might be gone. Hey, Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome. But what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head? Ah, man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options. I think I surprised you guys.
Why? Because you ran off like a baby? Yeah, that's oh. what I was going to say. Wow, <laughs> damn. No. Way to hang up right after. No, no, no. Right I after the scores were being announced. Yeah, weird. Tell me now. You guys didn't think I was going to do as well as I did. You did do really well, man. I'm Very impressed. Well. Did good. And and I also got to give some props to Jesse. Those questions were good. They were good. I mean, they are not nearly as difficult as the crazy history ones that you've come up with before. But who cares about the history stuff anyway? Shut up. You gotta have a couple, couple, three, a couple. So in look, there, but here's, yeah. Here's here's what happened, and I'm I'm gonna give you my perspective because I had an internet outage, right? So we were tied. And I was listening, and I think it was the last question. It was a true and false question, right? Yep. So here's what I heard. I heard, true or false? Dead silence. And I thought it was you being given a dramatic pause. <laughs> so I just yelled out, <laughs> true! <laughs> you know, I don't know. Nothing. So I, got, I missed it. I didn't get to hear. Now, we were tied. That was the last question, as I understand it. Josh pulled out ahead, and he won. Right? Nailed it. Yep, he did. Now, looking back, there was one loaded question that was unfair and biased towards Josh, right? Oh, come on. No. And and I actually knew the answer to the one, but you guys didn't give me enough time to the uh, Bobby Watts question. That was 20 seconds. Uh, Dude, I think I gave you the same five seconds you got on everything else. So I feel like uh, if there was an appeal process, I would engage and and make that happen. But I don't think in the there meantime is. you're still making it rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so congratulations to Josh. What did Josh win, Jesse? A uh, fifty dollar gift card to Lower Heli nice. and an RCHN hat. I'm gonna have Ken P on it before he sends it. Oh, that's, that's just kind of not really that's nasty. That's what so happens. So if- you mess with the bull and you Someone's pee. been living with cats for you too long. You mess with the bull and you <laughs> yeah. get his pee. <laughs> you mess with the bull and you get, get, get his peed pee. On. <laughs> Someone's been living with cats too long. Come on now. It's a good thing I have my headphones on. They've heard that. I might get in trouble tonight. They're they're all staring at me like what? What, bitch? What? So no, actually, it was a good one. I was uh I did better than I thought I was gonna do. Yeah, how's how's the uh, the game show experience from the other side of things? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's did you get a little nervous? I mean, be honest. I did. I fully thought I was going to bomb most every question. Wow, I did. Huh? Well, then in in that regard, dude, you really did well. Yeah, and I think that you know, I I do believe, as I said, Josh got the highest score ever, but. Uh, at at six points, I think you were tied for the previous highest score ever. So yeah. that's that's not bad at all. Do we lose most of those? We do, don't we? I mean, yeah, 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 uh, yeah pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, every time we do a game show, it costs us fifty bucks. Is what you're saying? Yeah, except for when I'm the contestant. Wrong. I Lost. didn't lose. You didn't lose. No. Absolutely oh. not, dude. Jesse's the one that loses all the time. And me, no. No. Oh, yeah. And Nick. No, Nick's won once, I think. Didn't you, Nick? I think I won a couple, maybe? No, I've lost once. But I you think I've definitely won. I lost more. Or no, than I think I've tied. Maybe that's it. And we, yeah, and we you, gave it. you did oh, tie yeah. once. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah that I don't was have that feeling questions. like I'm a total loser. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> wow, I really set fits. that one up for myself. Uh, if the shoe fits, you should delusion. Don't worry about it. On. All right. Well, that was fun. We'll do that again in about six months when Justin decides we can afford it. <laughs> oh, gee, I want to do it next time, dude. You want to be the what? yeah. You, you want to yeah, do I'll the... come up with some questions. No, I don't think so. You'll be yes. asking like, physics <laughs> yeah. questions and shit. No, I might <laughs> surprise you, dude. Who is the founder of the string theory? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. If you take the quantum derivative of 32.75 times pi. Excluding rounding errors, what is the answer? How many ions? <laughs> what is the inverse hypotenuse? What is the inverse hypotenuse of the ion quantum <laughs> derivative? You guys sound freaking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so do you. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a topic this week or what what are we doing are we no. are we just gonna make fun of justin for a while because i'm pretty much that. that has turned into no, the you get a few minutes of making fun of me and then we're gonna move on to making fun of one of you guys I'm oh yeah we waiting. do we do well, of course we do yeah well yeah I mean, yeah what do you think this is that's I mean, right we're okay profession- <laughs> we're professionals here of course we've got a topic. we're prepared professionals um so we had someone ask, and I think this is just a freaking great question. How do you separate the hype from a good design when a new model comes out? So you've got, you know, they they build up, let's say, Brand X. They announce, oh, we've got this new 700 coming out or this new 600, and they're just pumping it up. I mean, this starts six months prior. They've got teaser pictures. You've got all the the previous model owners you know, who are now kind of hooked on that brand. That's their brand. They're getting pumped for it. They're leaking pictures. And, and or maybe there is no one else following it. Maybe it just gets a good following because it's different. It's just something different. Everyone's sick of what they're flying. And at any rate, the it, it it's getting pumped up. How do you, how do you decide, is it just hype? Or is this actually going to be a good helicopter? Because I think at the end of the day, that is the gamble. I mean, we would all love to know that. And at what point do we convince ourselves that it's going to be good enough to buy right off the bat? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> wow! I guess that means we're not sure. Yeah, that's that's a very good question. I guess that means we don't know how okay. to. De- I mean, determine uh, the hype. Well, frankly, I, I I was gonna see whether Dan or Jesse were gonna jump in, but how 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 do you separate the hype from the real thing? I mean, I. It's an interesting question. It's it, I it's don't de- know. It's not an easy question to answer. It, so, it's not okay. an easy question. Should I here? I'll I'll guide it. How about that? I will guide it with I think first something that needs to be taken into consideration, and probably the biggest one for me is who is making it. Because if they if this is a reputable brand, then the I would feel that the chances are that the model is going to be better than not. Is that fair to say? Yes. Um, yeah, maybe. 
Well, I, uh, so I think one, so for me personally, one thing I would do, and I'm going to assume that in this, this type of situation, you're probably also around, you know, maybe kind of by yourself. Maybe there's not a bunch of other pilots around. So the, the, oh, I'll wait till someone else gets it. Isn't really a good, you know, yeah, good answer yeah, yeah, in yeah. this case, because maybe there is no one around where you can actually physically go put your hands on it, see it fly. Heck, maybe even test fly it. But one thing that I would do is look at the past to predict the future. You know, I I wouldn't I probably wouldn't go put my name on a pre-order list for a company that just pops up out of nowhere and starts dumping a whole bunch of money into advertising this brand new helicopter that they're bringing to the market if you've never even heard of them before. So I would definitely look back and look at previous models, previous customer satisfaction, part support, you know, all the things that we're looking for in a in a good quality helicopter and use that as a basis to try and predict what is to come, I guess. So, okay, uh, but I've got a twist for you on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. So now, you know, let's say you're looking at a brand that yeah. you know ha- is reputable. They're they're a good brand. They put out quality products. They've got, uh, let's say they got a good 700 out, all right? And now they release a, a 500 or a 380. Do you think that that is a big enough difference from what they were good at to 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 automatically jump to being confident that the hype is real? You know what I mean by that? In other words, could they turn around and shit the bed on a smaller model even when their 700 is awesome? I, how how do oh, yeah. you how do you work through that? I definitely think that they could, and I think there's always a risk there, but I guess I would still look at their previous models because when I'm taking, so let's say that there's two 380-size helicopters coming out, and one of them's from a brand that I have heard of, and I know it to be reputable, and one of them's from a brand that I've never heard of, that's still going to weigh into that decision. Although, like you, you know, the point you make, maybe it shouldn't, but it still is to some degree degree just the fact that how they've proven themselves in the past That's well, and just you have for, to for look me, at though. you also have to look at the last time they released a model and this is a big one for me i mean at a certain point everyone needs to come to terms every single model released gets updates and revisions period mm-hmm. end of story so i think almost the, the more importantly is how did that company deal with it did it take them Six months to get the problem sorted out and fixed. And they did, and did they ignore it? Did they ignore it? Or did they recognize it right off the bat and be like, oh, okay, we've got these. Did they make those parts, you know, did they A, give them away? Yeah, that's did they say. B, maybe charge for them but make them very reasonable? Or did they C, call them upgrade parts and you you know what I mean? And charge mm-hmm. you uh, just totally break you over the coals for him. <laughs> so I think that, you know, that plays just as big of a role. That's kind of like that past history. Maybe not how yeah. awesome their models were in the end, but did they get through the new release portion quickly? You know, there's one other, th- there's another thing that I take into consideration and I don't think it weighs extremely heavily to like a new model that I've never bought before, but I, I take a 
I take a look at the names involved with it. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Because, you know, there are people in this hobby, and I'm not going to name names, that if they're involved with the model, I will have nothing to do with it. Sure, yeah, that's I, fair. Just from, from a sure. past, I am aware of uh, shitty or shady things that have been done. Uh, now, that's not to say someone can't, you know, change their ways or whatever, but the simple matter of the fact is that has to be, for me anyway, it has to play. Because, you know, whoever a company associates themselves with, you know, you're, they're selling that personality as well. You know, it's... Um, yeah. They're they're essentially buying into that person's reputation, and that to me says a lot. And you guys know who you are out there. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and vice versa. I mean, there there would be people that I have a lot of respect for that if I knew they were involved in the project, I wouldn't even flinch at trying it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's because true. I know their expectations and you know what they are looking to get and that they wouldn't put their their name on a on a pile. Yeah. And let me make one other thing clear. I'm perfectly okay with going with an untested or maybe a new model. If I have faith in the company that they are going to address issues, I, I don't mind dealing with, with issues as long as I know that those issues are being addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that- that's huge. That is really huge. That's what I was going to ask is, Justin, to kind of flip your question around. So let's say you you know, you know weigh in the past history. You know that it's a reputable company. Yep. They have good quality, good part support, and they address issues. What else would you be – I mean, what else would deter you from buying that helicopter? Like you said, it could be a huge size jump. But what else – what would be that other fear where you're like, yeah, but – Okay. Well, I mean, let me let me give you an example. I think this is a really good example. It's, uh, you know, the so one option is the 700 to a smaller or a small model to a big one. So mm-hmm. what about Blade? Okay. Horizon came around a couple of years ago and they said, hey, guys, we've been doing awesome with all of these little micros and minis. And now we're going to come at you with the Pro Series. And we're starting with a 500, then we're going 600 and 700. Now, you got to believe, and we talked about this on the show uh, multiple times when it came out, there was some skepticism surrounding those releases because everyone knows Blade, uh, they are a great, you know, great company. The micros work awesome, but all they knew about Blade was micros, little plastic things that are easy to break and expensive to fix. And so, you know, I think there there was some positive hype like, wow, if they can come up with a larger heli that's anywhere close to the kind of user friendliness as the micros, then they're going to nail it. And on the opposite side, there's probably some hype surrounding, are they just going to scale up a micro and it's going to be an absolute disaster? Mm-hmm. So that's one example. Um, and I think people fall on either side of the argument there, depending on who you are. My personal thought, and I remember thinking this, especially, sorry guys, at Horizon, when I saw those freaking landing gear, I'm like, oh my God, it's a scaled up micro. Now, it turns out that it wasn't anything like it. And I mean, Nick and Dan, well, Dan, you ended up buying Nick's. I don't know if you ever used it, but you guys can both speak to the quality that was in the 700X. That was Mm -hmm. a serious model, right? Yeah, I had a blast. So did it meet the hype? 
I think that it, I think that it, <laughs> other way around. I mean, I think that it probably should have, I don't think it got a fair enough, I mean, people didn't give it a fair enough shot. I think they actually did, did their best, but at that point, they, I don't think they had a chance even going into it, truthfully. Okay, I, I, I'm. I guess I'm referring to at least the initial release. You're right; it didn't end up working out. So maybe in the long run, that's a bad example. But I bet you a lot of people who ended up picking it up first time out thought, "Wow, this is actually pretty damn impressive." Yes, like I wasn't I expecting agree. this. That's how yep. I felt when I saw it. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? This is a series. This is like a legit. And they had seven hundred model, and they had an issue with uh, uh, spindle washers. And they yep. were out in all of the new kits. Like they, you know, you didn't have to buy them. They included them in there. They dealt with it right away. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, you know, and, and then maybe another example would be uh, what we're seeing now on the speed scene. Gowie, big 3D model company. What did people think was going to happen when they came out with the speed? The, the, or sorry. Sorry, Nick, not the speed, the R5. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so they came out with the R5, and, you know, being a speed freak myself, I was originally a little bit skeptical. Frankly, the same exact way as I was when SAB announced that they were coming out with a speed. It's like, okay, I mean, I'm into it. I'm interested in seeing what's going on here, but these guys have never done it before, and speed's relatively new. And it's sort of a different ball game altogether compared to 3D. So are they going to kind of do what they think works or are they actually going to research it and come up with something that works out really well? And I think that uh, from a hype standpoint, at least so far, the R5 has met and exceeded the hype for me personally as a speed freak. I don't know what other people think about it. Uh, Whereas on the other side, I would argue that maybe the Goblin Speed hasn't met all the hype. Now, I think it it served the purpose. It's gotten a lot of people into it as a gateway model, but even SAB realized early on that it wasn't going to get the job done against like-sized speed-specific models, and so now they're working on the, the speed competition. So I think those are two examples of where Hype was positive and worked, and maybe hype wasn't and didn't work. I don't know. Yeah. What What do you guys think? I think there's there's probably other forms of hype that really have nothing to do, nothing to do with the mechanical capabilities of a machine that really play a role in the effectiveness of a marketing campaign. And overexposure is not necessarily a good thing, right? That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. And I think that you can have a perfectly acceptable machine, a capable machine. Um, now, granted, this is my take on it. And of course, I'm talking about Goblin, right? Um, <clears throat> perfectly excellent machine by all rights. But I got to tell you, and I've noticed, I've noticed lately that it's not as prevalent as it was, but there was a time when you could not go through Facebook and not see a goblin every couple pictures. Yeah. And that, that hype has nothing to do with the machine itself. That's the overexposure that just, I think in some people's mind 
mine being one of them and, and plenty of others. Cause I got, man, I got, I, I used to, I don't so much anymore because maybe the hype's dying down that particular hype's dying down. But when I would say something about it, <clears throat> I would get emails and people were like, yeah, yeah. Stick it to Nick, you know, tell, you know, cause you know, they, people are just, they just got sick and tired of seeing Antonio's pictures on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kidding, Antonio's kidding. But no, that's that, that plays into it. Yeah, I mean, you would agree, right? Sometimes oh. you can overhype a brand. I, I agree know. completely. You know, thinking back I think to the that's alignments. perfectly fair. And, and it has the complete opposite effect where it just infuriates you to see about it. You see exactly. anything about it, right? And, yep. and it doesn't mean it's a bad helicopter. It just means you don't want anything to do with it because, God damn it, everywhere you look, that's all you see. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it took, quite honestly, I think that was probably the biggest reason why it took me so long to finally settle in. was because it was just like, oh, my gosh, I do not. I mean, I like them because they're robust and they fly good, but do I have to be a part of this? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's a, it's, it's serious. Don't want to be a part. I mean, I will support the crap out of this thing because of the model itself, not because it's the trendy, cool thing to do. The trendy, cool thing to do was a put off for me. Yeah. But it was the, you know, it's, it's a the hundreds of army. flights without touching it that wasn't. That's what right. was like the draw. But it was, God, do I, you know, man. And, so that that's what took so long for me, and it, it was still kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, but all right, well, no, because if I'm actually going to be real, then the real thing to say is, well, yeah, they're, they're a good model. Well, in the long run, it paid off for SAP because, you know, simply put, I mean, even though we were, I was, and I think there's a lot of people that agree with me. Uh, barraged with SAB this, SAB that, and maybe we're not, maybe we're immune to it or maybe we're just desensitized to it and it's still there, but I don't feel like it's as prevalent as it is, as it was. And maybe SABs at that point were like, mm, we don't really need to do that anymore because we know we're the best or we're, you know, one of the best, right? So it settled in and maybe that whole ploy worked, but it left the bad taste in, a, you know, a handful of people's mouths. There's no question. Yep. Well, I'm like, I'm, I feel good about it now. And I mean, I know we banter back and forth and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, I feel like they have, I mean, we joke about it, but they've, they've proven at this point, you know They're what still I mean? ugly though, right, Jesse? Oh, geez. <laughs> they've, <laughs> they've proven their ground though. And now the complaints are, you know, okay, looks, it's not my thing. Let's, let's make fun of Nick. All of those le- legitimate complaints, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's, it just, it reminds me of, you know, five years ago when there was all that aligned hatred on the forums and yep. it simply had nothing to do with anything other than that's what everybody saw and people were just getting sick of it yep. on something new. Yeah, it's not like it was along, a bad model. I mean, right. come on. Let's and something new honest. comes along. It's and we still hate not it. a bad model. No, absolutely not. 
I think it comes down to the fact that things can get overhyped and people, I mean, some people will always buy into that, like the Align fanboys or the SAB fanboys, and then some people actually get turned off by it. And that's okay. I mean, that's kind of what's nice about uh, the fact that there's enough competition out in the market to the point where you can choose what you want to do. I mean, I, oh, so here's how, how about another, I got a good example. I'm just coming up with examples all over the place. I, and I'm not even going to tell you what I think about this one. Nick, what do you think about the hype surrounding the protos? Um, V1 and V2. Cause I think the hype, the hype's different. Oh, I don't think there was hardly, well, I think there was only hype for the V1 by the people that flew protos 500 yep but there was i mean they were the only ones really that were excited for it it bombed because of some mechanical issues and i think they are i think that they are working to get i mean they they're probably having to work harder than normal to regain some traction for the v2 but it sure looks like they're making a good dent. Well, okay. With the V2. And and was that all done prior to release? No, not at all. Oh, no, yeah, that's th- fair. That's they're fair. making See, they don't they didn't get the luxury of pre-release hype because they shot themselves in the foot with the last version. So what they had to do was actually come out with a decent model and prove to people <laughs> that like, hey, look, it flies. It's staying alive. Hey, we're still making cool, small little upgrades. Hey, you guys, we're listening. You guys want this? Hey, we made this. And now people are like, all right, you guys are actually putting your money where your mouth is. Sure. I'll give it a shot. But it's a very, it's, it's more of a kind of slow freight train approach, you know, real slow to get up to speed versus other models, which are just like, overnight automatically they're going to be the greatest thing and oh my god yeah and i'm on the team it's you haven't even flown it yet you dickhead what are you <laughs> doing <laughs> yeah i love that i, I, love I mean that. What, do you, what do you what do you mean you haven't even flown it yet. well it's gonna be awesome did you see the picture of this oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could just you could just tell by that the design all it's the a, time well, it's a marvel of technology the other side that's the not so great side of hype right oh yeah oh man yeah it doesn't it, it draws does out not, all the crazies it does not matter how cool of a design it is if people can't okay let's bring this one up sorry to brag on this company but i think a lot of people got bit including Justin, the chase. That Ah. was a really bitchin' looking little heli. Like, I dug it. Awesome design, poor implementation. They couldn't make a straight goddamn part to save their life. Like, you could have taken two pieces of Play-Doh and my son, and he could have made more consistent parts. <laughs> and than actually, they did. truth be told, that was the basis for my original statement earlier on in the conversation about a company that comes out mm-hmm. with a, a pretty damn badass 700. And oh, by the way, a 552. But their 360 
sucks ass. But that that was something that could have been great. Yes. Ruined yeah. by production. Oh, dude, Glenn's design is top notch. KDS's implementation is pathetic. And that really sucks because that is like the number one reason why you can get bit on hype. Yep. It's because you can't you can't predict that. The only thing that you can do to predict that is past history. So if there's no past history, you're well, taking a really big gamble. And if there is a bad past history, you're I mean then you have to basically you have to do what MSH did, which is release the model and then build momentum, which is well, really tough. There is one other option. What's you that? could just wait. Wait it out. Yeah. Who says you who says you gotta be that you know, that number one on the pre order list? Well, and I I think that's what people did with the MSH. I mean, we keep mm-hmm. talking about that one, but that's just the most recent one in my mind. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, they're all sold out. Order after order. Uh, no. Couple guy. Everyone's like, oh, you buy it. Oh, you buy it. Oh, you buy it. <laughs> you buy it. You buy it. It's so cheap. I gotta buy it. Well, and then, hey, you know, it's not that bad. So, so you know what? You bring up a really good point, though, there, Jesse, with the just, you know, wait and see what mm-hmm. happens. But what about the fact that when you've got a really popular brand like that and there is a bunch of hype surrounding it and the fanboys are the ones that pick it up first, right? They get on the first few pre-orders. Now, there may be some issues, but do you think they're going to bring those up? (laughs) Oh, my. not going to hear about it. So so hype is perpetuated. So here you go. You got the first few months of model release. And all of the the crazy fanboys with an I, not a Y, jump on the bandwagon and they pick up these models and they are just the greatest thing since sliced bread. No one can do anything wrong. And then uh, after the first couple of pre-order batches, the reality trickles in. And you see a thing here or there on Facebook or on the forums you hear at the field. And before you know it, someone's got the balls to go on there who is just a regular Joe. And start posting about the issues. And get and, blamed. And and they oh, get yeah. slaughtered. Yep. Because but how dare you take the name of this model in vain? Yeah. yeah. You know, and that kind of rolls right into the point of who's involved with the project. Yep. That's right. It does. Uh, you know, I, I keep thinking back, or I keep thinking about um, uh, the Synergy line. Like when a new machine comes out on Synergy, I wouldn't hesitate to jump on board. I mean, I haven't, but if I were so inclined, I wouldn't be worried about it because I know uh, the people involved with that particular project are, first of all, passionate about what they do. And the history of their models uh, has just done nothing but improve, right? As new releases come out. Yep. And you can take solace in that and it'll, you know, you can, it's a fairly safe bet. But when you're talking about unknowns and then subsequently slow to react uh, individuals, um, it, that's, that's a tough hurdle to overcome. Once that happens, that's really tough to overcome. And it just plays back into who's involved. Who's involved with the project? Yeah, because it sure is nice to, to see someone like 
pop up, you know, on the forum that's a part of the company and be like, hey, thanks for bringing this up. You know what? We're looking into it right now. Yes, that and that's the funny volumes. thing. Like, That's a big why? deal. Big deal. Yeah. And guess what? That's all they have to say. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. that right there is hope. And that is, hey, thanks, man. No problem. We'll wait it out. We appreciate you looking into it. It really is that simple. It is. It is that simple. So all you manufacturers that are out there listening, just say, hey, you know what? We are looking into it. Thanks for bringing it up. And hey, guess what? Here's an email address or here's could anyone else who's having a problem post pictures? We'd like to see. It would really help us get this problem figured out. Oh, yep. my God. You want free advertising? Guess what? You just did it. Nailed it. didn't it. cost you anything. It's the people that are like, I've never seen this before. You asshole. You have what to. What did you do wrong? Yeah, how, yeah. What did you how do did wrong, you mess user? Up building the helicopter. Yeah, what didn't you yeah, do, Yeah, because you know, do you know what that says? I've never seen this before. It says you had one dude test it. Yeah. That's yeah. what it says. <laughs> if exactly. you're being honest and you said that you've never seen it before, now, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's a that's a universal thing. Of course, things come up in production lines that you don't get to see. But we've seen over the years several things where people try to play dumb, like, no, that doesn't happen with mine. Yeah. And it turns out that everyone comes out of the wood. Well, mine does it. Oh, yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, mine does it, too. Oh, yeah. Mine's been doing it since day one. I just ignored it. Now, who yep. looks like the asshole? That's right. Well, and they're the okay. supplier. You know, there there's a great I never once. I mean, I flew all of those flights on the 700X. I never had a problem with the tail gears at all, but some people did and it never got addressed, which ultimately put a bad taste in people's mouth. And I just I hate that. But, you know, on the flip side to that, like I've talked to uh, Matt Bodos about this and I man, I completely believe him. I would be willing to bet that I've I've seen a lot of people build a lot of stuff, and about ninety percent of the problems are people. I mean, let's be fair; we like to give ourselves credit a lot more, but they see some dumb stuff. Oh, I can imagine, dude. Oh man, yeah. But at I the same know. at the same time, it's kind of upon the manufacturers. It's yeah. the responsibility of the manufacturer to try to come up with a design that is kind of dummy proof. No, I, oh, I agree. Now, see, now that's a how good to point, Dan. Do you think that most suppliers or most manufacturers take that that responsibility seriously? I think they try to, but when they, you know, I was speaking from experience here. I mean, I've learned a ton about this very topic in the last year. And I think that when you're designing something, um, what, what, for me anyway, here's what happens. So I come up with a, with a concept and, you know, you get that awesome feeling of from your head to a napkin, to the computer, to the CNC machine, to reality. And, and what, and that's a really cool and sometimes intoxicating process. And then, and the next thing, you know, you've got this assembly that is sure cool as shit. Oh my God. Look at how cool this looks. But then you hand it to somebody else and you say, assemble this. And they're like, uh, dude, the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, like, I don't, how am I supposed to put, what do you mean? I don't have three hands, dude. You know, so I I think that kind of gets the best of, of, of a designer or someone who's, you know, designing a particular thing. And I think it, it, um, 
if you take a step back and you have other, if you have new, new fresh eyes, look at it, you can take your cool design and you can make it user-friendly, but there there is a line that sometimes is very hard to, to, to get a specific design feature that you're looking for uh, and making it user-friendly. Sometimes as, as much as you want to make it user-friendly because that's the end game, it's gotta be, I mean, the user has to be able to, to do it. Um, sometimes it's tough, I think, to and still maintain a design feature that you're trying to have come across in, yeah, in your model. That's a good point. Uh, but it, you should. I mean, that should be the end goal. Every when when you're building something like that, you should you should absolutely keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's got to be yep. simple. It's got to be. It's got to look good. It's got to function, and it's got to be simple. And sometimes, especially in a helicopter, you know, multi-rotors are a little different, you know, because let's face it, there's not a lot of moving, there, there are no moving parts except for a prop, right? Right. So in a helicopter, it's a little different. You know, thinking back to like the the Kasama or, you know, some some machines just, they don't give a fuck. They're like, hey, <laughs> they're like, this is going to be a hard model to build. And if you don't like it, don't buy it. It's a That's modeler's it heli. Exactly. <laughs> Remember, yeah, let's make this so hard they don't even want to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, our models are hard to build, and that's the way we want it. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Then you're not who we're trying to sell this. Exactly, you're not our target model. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, hey, you're not uh, the target. <laughs> uh, I mean, to that's each not his own, bad. Right? I mean, I, I would hate it to see every every uh company do that but i think it's okay for a subset of companies to do that well because there's always going to be the opposite there's going to be the people like a line who say you know they're looking at it like hey everyone buy this because every dumb motherfucker can put this thing together right, you can shake the box right you, shake <laughs> you can the shake the box the and it'll fall out when it'll it fall falls back to the ground it's a helicopter yeah yeah and there's, you know, that's, that, that's the, that's the heli, like in, in a line, you know, that's, that's the, one of the reasons. And, and let's face it, SAB, those are, those are not complicated machines to build. No, no, not at all. Not, no. And no. that's part of the reason they're so successful. I think uh, it's a, you know, solid machine. That's fairly easy to assemble and you know, it's great. And well, and quality control plays a huge role in that. I mean, you look at, you know, you you guys mentioned the the agile, the small one. What was it? Three eighty. Chase. The chase. Yeah. Chase three sixty. Yep. You know, it's. I mean, come on. I mean, we saw the photos. Quality control just wasn't there. You know. Yeah. And that's the death of a machine. That's the death of any design. What about you know? We've talked a lot about models. What what about hype in other areas of the market, like the electronic side or blades or you know what what are some examples there? I think initially that all starts with fanboyism. Now, I think it works its way out to to ab- actual functionality that is very usable because, you know, being a fanboy only gets you so far for a company as well. Having fanboys only gets you so far. You can have a, a handful or an army of fanboys, but eventually your market share is going to suck if you, what you're producing isn't isn't quality. Yeah. Yep. Electronics, I think, are a little different. I mean, that's that's all in the ease of use, user friendly. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and performance. Yeah, does it light competitive off competitive features? Not? Yeah, yeah. Does it does it produce what you want it to produce? Uh, the the user to be able to accomplish does it does it make it quick, easy, and and perform the way it's advertised? Yep, that is true. Yeah, that's a big one. Which is why I'll never buy a V bar. Oh gosh! Here we go. Right now, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Did the V-Bar Neo and V-Control live up to the hype? Oh, I couldn't be happier. I I think it did. I wasn't talking about you particularly, but I think to the rest of the community it did. I know it it lived up for you, Nick. Yeah, I still have zero desire to switch. I mean, would I? uh, Well, okay, let me rephrase that. From my normal, from like my normal fleet flying models, there's no question that that's the one that I want to pick up every day to go fly my stuff. Am I still interested in like dinking around with other radios just to keep in touch and and learn and that sort of a thing? Oh, absolutely. You know, like we, I got, uh, a, you know, more than a couple of emails about the Tyrannus. We were talking about that last week. People just kind of give me the rundown on it and on the new one and the old ones. And I mean, wow, <laughs> wow. Um, I'm way more drawn to something like that, that now than I am a Spectrum or a Futaba. I mean, by far. Here's, here's you know, I've now experienced what, people who are thinking outside of the box are doing. And that's what, you know, V-Control got for me. It's stable, it's reliable, so I'm happy there with my models, but I still think it's fun to tinker. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, true, true. What about what about electronics? And Justin, I want to uh, talk about the Bavarian Demon for just a second. Uh, obviously, you feel it's a very capable unit, but we don't hear a lot of hype about it. Do you think that affects their market share? I, I mean, oh, I absolutely, dude, without a doubt. I mean, there is no there's no surprise that of all the fly barless mark or units on the market right now, the current BDs are probably the ones that have been around the longest, right? Have the oldest hardware. And so that's why, you know, that's why BD is working on the new system and they they're a company that doesn't want to put out something that's rushed to market. They want it to be perfect, right? At least perfect in their mind, Captron does. And so there's been a lot of hype surrounding the new system, and they keep saying it'll be out, uh, but not really. Okay, it'll be out eventually. Well, we got to wait a little bit longer because they keep on trying to put more stuff into it. Will it live up to the hype? I think it depends. I think. <laughs> Will it ever get released? Well, here's the well, deal, though. It feels different to me because, uh, you know, the V-Bar hype, especially when the V-Control started coming out, that was really kind of user-driven, right? Like, um, I I feel like the the hype behind the V-Bar feels to me much greater than the Bavarian Demon, right? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. And... Do you, is it, be, is it because the user base is just so much smaller or is it just that they are more careful in, um, who they choose to, uh, you know, beta test or whatever they're doing that you just don't hear as much about. The I, th- I think it's a combination of those things. First of all, I think in the U S 
the the user base is smaller. Um, Captron's huge in Europe, huge. And so Bavarian Demon as a fly barless system, I think uh, in, in terms of proportion of total fly barless uh, in Europe, it, it's got a lot larger of a market share than it does here in the U.S. Um, I think part of it is because they had the old stale Heli Command brand and it, they just, you know, as of two years ago, brought out Bavarian Demon, and it's it has done wonders for, uh, for the whole brand. But there's only so much you can do with the system that they've got, and that's why they're working on the new one. Uh, I think the other thing is, and this is this is part of the hype that you can bring back into airframes and others, right? Each company has their own business model. And as you mentioned, Dan, like Kasama, right? They don't give a crap. They are designing that helicopter for themselves and for the few people that have the artistic eye to appreciate what they've just created. And I'm over embellishing here, but you get the picture. Right. Um, on the Captron Bavarian Demon side, you guys have to understand that as a company, they, uh, they are very struck by... Um, by having something that is fully capable and what they believe to be as close to perfection as they can get within reason. And they understand that that comes with a price tag. That's not always going to be competitive with the others. So they, they're not interested necessarily in being in the low, pli- low price fly barless market. They'd much, much rather do what they think they do best and that is to provide a quality system with a lot of features and tons of expandable capability. And, and so that's why I think part of the reason why you don't get as much adoption, because the price is up there compared to an icon or a B-Stex, right? So people look at it and they say, eh, I could, but maybe I don't want to afford it. Let me go and try the B-Stex first. Let me go try the icon. All right little bit cheaper it gets them in as a gateway now they want to try something different well by the time they're ready to try something different from one of those they know a whole heck of a lot more about the fly barless market and hey look at that thing called v-bar that seems to be pretty popular it's a little bit more expensive but that's probably a safer bet i think that's the path that a lot of people go down and so we just have to see uh, with the new BD system, whether it's going to grow the market share here in the U.S. or not. I think the fact that it has integration to Jetty will at least uh, match up with the feature of the V-Control on the V-Bar side. But I think they've got a they got an uphill battle to make up for the, the loss in market share as a result of Mikado's V-Control. Well, and I mean, you know, to be fair... Mikado went into the V control with a huge following prior. Yes. I mean, you're talking about V bar has, has been, you know, pretty much unanimously considered the number one fly system for quite a long time. So when they said that we're, they're going to make a radio and it's going to be able to adjust your V bar, that's coming in with a very large following. But you know, you have to remember it did not launch well. It was not popular right off the bat. I mean, I remember flying, geez, you know, uh, pinions or looking at pinions. What was that? 
eight months before I got mine. It, it went off pretty slow. I mean, I think I, it didn't have as big of a launch. That was I think an, part of that was the just the the price the and price. It wasn't yeah. necessarily the functionality. I don't think there were no issues functionality wise. Was there? No. No, yeah, no, people price. just had to, people that was one of those, it. they had to yeah. prove their self. Like they wanted you, to wait it out. Yeah. They wanted to wait it out and before yeah. they committed to switching. Over. Yeah. As you know, 2015 has been a big year for BK Designs. They've grown tremendously and are now distributing BK servos, switchblades, and Spartan flybarless systems. Bert and Susie provide top-notch customer support and we're honored that they've chosen to help support us here at RC Alienation. As if that wasn't enough, they decided to say thank you to all of our listeners for the support you guys have given them. If you head over to www.bkdesignsllc.com forward slash RCHN, you'll find a special page just for our listeners where you will receive 20% off of your next order. Thank you again to BK Designs for being so generous to the listeners of RC Alienation. And again, that's www.bkdesignsllc.com forward slash RCHN. You'll get 20% off your next order. Let's see. Hmm. No events coming up. Winter's uh, on its way. Oh, right? there is an event. There is? Oh, the yeah. port... Uh, is that, is that what you're thinking of? The uh, Port St. Lucie Heli yeah. Smackdown is actually this coming weekend. November, what is it? November 5th through the 7th, I think. Hey. Yes. We've got swag down there, Dan. Do we really? Yeah, dude. It's on the prize table. Awesome. Someone's going to awesome. turn out to be a happy camper, I hope. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the last damn thing on the table, and they're like, shit, it's like, man. It's like no. the Aligned shirt. Seriously, all that's left is a damn RC Alienation t-shirt. Yeah, seriously? Yeah. Seriously? I'm I'm, lie. I'll take hey, the koozie. You know what? My kid loves the crap out of his Align hat. Let me tell you, that. <laughs> did he? Oh, you're right, dude. He got That's the Align true. hat from the Sagebrush Smackdown, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He absolutely loves it. He just thinks it's the coolest thing ever because of you know all those years flying. Uh, he and he didn't recognize it for a line. You know, he got it because it was red, and that's cool. That was and enough. So then he's like, "Dad, who's who's this hat?" And I'm like, "Well, it's an Align hat." And he just kind of gave me that blank look. I'm like, "Dude." t-rex and then his eyes just lit He's up like, oh yeah baby when he was growing up that you know i had a lot of t-rexes 700 600 and then the 700s big time the nitros and the electric and and so that's what he kind of grew into the hobby like just that age where stuff right. started making sense so for him that was just like i got a t-rex hat awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's cool <laughs> <laughs> all righty that uh it was an awkward sound i'll try not to make that one again <laughs> i liked it dude <laughs> it's like what is he doing uh let's see so yeah have fun down there that uh the following weekend um uh, sure we'll have snow up here by then sounds like it's on its way oh great yeah Incredible. that sucks but let's see anything else happening i guess uh justin you got ohp coming up uh Month and yep. what, six weeks away now? Six weeks, way too soon, and yet not soon enough. It. 
it's one of those typical things. Let's see. We don't. Uh, do we have any news uh, that we want to talk about as far as the webpage and where we're at with that? Or oh, I have. Uh, yeah, we have progress. You guys don't even know this How about that. <laughs> I have. Uh, what are they called here? Wireframes. So I am looking. You guys can't see it, but I am actually looking at a sort of a frame mocked up layout for our website. Nice. Yep. So it's getting good. That's going to be nice to have that sorted out. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, geez. Uh, let's see. Should we just wrap this up then? Maybe do some emails? What do you think? We better. Sure. Yeah. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You would send me an email to nick at rchelynation.com. How about you, Jesse? You would send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com. Justin? You would send me an email to justin at rchelynation.com. I'm Dan. You'd reach me at dan at rchelynation.com, Dan K. Reed on the forums and on Facebook. If you have a shirt, citizen, or other question that has to do with merchandise, you would send an email to ken at rchelynation.com. Facebook's cooking right along. Appreciate your support on Facebook. And, of course, keep an eye out. I don't know what the time frame is, but I suspect it's going to be a while, right, before the new webpage is done. But uh, it, it, it might not be as long as we all think. Okay. Well, that'll be great. Keep an eye out there. That'll Things will be running a lot smoothly. Again, thank you to Larry Superiosity, and he sent a uh, – did I say it right? Yeah. Awesome. Nice job. He sent, did you see that Facebook post he made? Something about for those who can't speak English. You guys miss that? Yeah, I did. yeah, I think little, I did miss it. <laughs> yeah. little, little jab. Uh, thanks, Larry, for all the work you do, and uh, I can't wait to see it. And it's going to be fantastic, uh, just because I know how much effort you put into the stuff like that that you do. And uh, boy, I think uh, I think that's about it. Yes, we'll close this one up. This has been episode 207. Sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next time. Later. Later, guys. Take it easy, dudes. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soko Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA. Lower Heli, BK Servos, Spartan Flybarless Systems, and Superiosity. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.